Hey everybody, welcome to The Cinema Nerd Presents, the filmography of Charlie Kaufman. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy James, who I'm quite sure is thinking of keeping things rolling. <laughs> oh man, uh, this, this film suffers from the same problems for me that the other ones did, but I'm in a funny spot where I love the concept. I haven't read up about it, but in my interpretation of the, the film, we are seeing, oh, if you want to get into it, like we are seeing the, the point of view of the girlfriend. Like, so we're following the point of view of the memory of a fictional girlfriend of an old man. So the old man, either on his deathbed or dying of hypothermia in a storm, or something is remembering like the girlfriends he didn't have so the ones that he wished he had so they're all like he's into poetry so she's a poet or he likes physics so she's a physicist and then when he's talking to them they always know the things that he's talking about right um but it's just a really like so that concept to me was really strong but it doesn't work as the, this film. Like this film would work a lot better as a play, much like we talked about, I think, the other times. I think it's, I think it's a play or it's a book or it's a, I don't know what it is. I guess let's just get right into it because I don't have much to talk about outside of it either, just holiday movies. Um, yeah. Oh, so, sorry, yeah. No, I just no, don't be sorry. I think it, it deserves getting right into. And I, it's interesting, I, I sort of broadly agree but have some reservations at the finer points um so i'll start where you ended which is that i don't think it should be a play i think this is really cinematic and against something like anomalisa that feels on its surface like it needs to be cinematic because of the the puppetry and the chase sequence or whatever um, it, that actually doesn't need to be played at all to communicate the emotions involved. Cinema is a necessary art form, in, to my mind, to get across the lucidity of the emotions that are being experienced, especially in the household with Tony Collette and uh, Michael Thelwis. So getting like, that kind like of makeup change to happen on stage yeah. would be incredibly difficult in terms of them changing age and reverting back to different ages. I, I don't know how you sell that on stage the way that it sold here. Oh, and I saw, it, I saw it as different actors. So basically you just like, sorry, when I was watching it, I kept on thinking like, there's a lot of beauty in this film. Like there's a lot of filmic beauty, like they shot, beautiful shots from above and like these these follow shots that follow kind of very steady cam behind that like come through the hallway like but I kind of felt like they 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 were there because it's nice to have them there but if you pull them all away people standing in a room and turning around and seeing somebody else and not reacting like they're different is is very theatrical <laughs> like re responding like it's exactly the same person but they're now a different person sure that would be the easy solve to do it on stage 
but yeah. I think it would I, I know it would lack the nuance of it and mm -hmm. I think the so to draw from another point in the text where I think it needs to be a movie the well I guess it's kind of two in a row but the dance sequence in the high school hallway could be a dance sequence on its own but it serves this story and is served by coming at the end of this story in turn right so it benefits from being cinematic but his musical number Plemons at the at the very end when he's singing the song from Oklahoma yeah. I don't think you can convey that on stage because of the the contrast between the plastered looks of the actual stage makeup yeah. and the performances that those actors are giving in close-up I think that would be really really difficult to pull off on stage okay okay maybe I'm but basically yeah I was unsure of what I was watching and the the premise for me of what I think this film is is a, is strong is is a strong premise to me like I actually really enjoyed it but I didn't enjoy watching it so I'm watching it and there's a very long slow car ride and it feels like a horror so which is cool cuz it, it as a horror or like a thriller horror you know psychological thriller this film is, would be spectacular, but it, it never quite gets there for me. So it doesn't get there. Uh, and then- it, I also like, wanted it to turn into a thriller, that, you know, I especially think, by the time they leave the house. And again, when they're getting to the high school, you do really want it to like jump off. You want that turn to come real sharp. And it yeah. never quite does, you're right. And it, but it, it would be very strong as that because like even even like metaphysical psychological thriller where it, like where if my my idea of what this film is i don't know if you agree but like where i 100 percent agree the, the reading that you're taking about it being a reflection on memories that never happened yeah. and sort of this like unpacking of an identity through identities we didn't get to explore for whatever reason yeah yeah like that's really interesting and i think it's really strongly expressed here yeah yeah so, so I, got I, I totally agree with that take definitely I got an idea and i enjoyed the idea so that's a funny thing where i'm in a funny like like a limbo here because i enjoyed the idea and the idea came across in the film but i didn't enjoy watching the film so much like Sometimes I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. That's a beautiful scene. Like you said, with the, with the aging parents. Mm -hmm. So his, his memories are kind of blurring. He's like, oh yeah, my girlfriend would have come home and met my parents. And then they're like, oh yeah, they would have been old. Oh, they were really old. Oh no, they were young. Um, you know, like that, that was strong and it was depressing. You know, there's a lot of like hard, had moments of life in there which is cool um well i think it speaks to some real truth in life and sort of especially family communication you know there's a lot of that like no because dad was already back from the army so you would have had to have been in your 20s at that point which <laughs> yeah. means she couldn't have been there but i remember her being there too and you know whatever stuff like that like, like she liked the dog and she's petting the dog 
and then you turn away and the, there's no dog there. I yeah. love that. Like there's moments that I'm like, this is so great. I but also then, love the dog shaking dry for too long. It's yeah. so unsettling. That's really well realized. It's so yeah. creepy, man. So I didn't understand at the start what this was. And I was like trying to work out what time was and what was wrong with time. And like, oh, have we got, you know, like, because I was in her shoes as the person watching the film. So I'm, I'm her watching the thing. And then about, about two thirds through the, through the film, I, um, I was like, ah, oh, she's not a person. Like, and then it, then it kind of clicked. I'm like, ah, oh. so she, the reason she can change names and change occupations and change all this stuff is that's, it's, it's just a story. Like, and we're, right. we're, seeing, we're seeing through the eyes of the story which is kind of cool. Like I a, think but. it's really cool. I think it's, so I'll jump in and say that I feel largely similar to you, but I'm just on the other side of the coin where I think I really enjoyed watching this. Okay. But I feel like what this movie has to say, he has said already over and over again. And that's kind of the nature of filmmaking, right? Or any artistic expression the thing is, is that I actually feel like he has said it better here than he said it in Anomalisa or Synecdoche or even Eternal Sunshine. He's kind of collapsed all three of those movies into this expression, which I, I if, like I said, as a one single movie, it's stronger to me than certainly those two more recent ones. Eternal Sunshine is a real good okay. movie. I will um, jump in there and just say I, I, I do enjoy this film a lot more than the last two. Um, so it, it, like you're, you're not wrong. Like I, I just was, I was just kind of, I guess in my mind, picturing what could have been or what, I don't know. Like it, it. Well, I do have this experience and you kind of alluded to it before where for the first half, I'm a little bit trying to solve it. You know, and I don't know if that comes from having to, having watched all these coffee movies in a row where I'm like, okay, what's the trick? But what are you actually doing here? You know, yeah. and most of his movies pull off the trick. This one pull, plays the hand a little too early, right? Because clearly the old man is Jesse Plemons. We get that understanding really early on, but he's the only actor that doesn't, like it, it could just be old age makeup Jesse Plemons if that's what we're trying to say that's not what we're trying to say so there's something very different happening here um and I I, I don't know I think that's apt and I sorry I've kind of gotten lost in that thought much the way that this story gets lost in its own story yeah and no I but I like so picturing this story seeing seeing through the eyes of the story but the story is now a psychological thriller is so cool. Like what an, like you just add two more punches to this film and it's one of my favorite films of all time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, if it, if it had gone a little more genre and just been a psychological thriller, yeah. maybe I would have really loved it. Yeah. So I think that's where my, problem is not actually because uh, i mean the actor and actresses as uh, yeah actor 
actors and actresses, because yeah, there's definitely lots of women, but it, there was a dad, yeah. um, they, they did an amazing job. They got the whole tone and everything across, and I liked yeah, I want to circle back to performances, but stay on this idea of kind of genre or or theme for the moment. I think where this fails and adaptation succeeds is its relevance with genre, right? So the whole time the character's talking out loud to us about how he doesn't want to do the same old bullshit, but he gives us popcorn, you know? Yeah. And yeah, we don't get the popcorn yeah. here. This this ends with just kind of floating, oh, life, huh? Let's wonder about that. And yeah. it the tension that it creates throughout it demands a release. And the catharsis comes in the form of the dance number. And I think if the movie ends there, I might love it. When we go yeah. another step further to Plemons again on stage, maybe that sells the the sort of nuts and bolts of who these characters are in his life and what they represent it sort of sticks that landing but i'm most pleased when this with this movie when it's most expressionistic yeah i like the dream state and i don't need us to pin it to actual logic no yeah and i think that i i agree there that like in trying to pin it at the end I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was kind of like a sigh acknowledgement, whereas I could have been, like, you know, when I was a teenager and I watched Fight Club and it reveals and it blows my mind and I'm kind of just reeling from it. Uh, the, the kind of, the psychological thriller where, like, so the way I kind of took it is the old man is dying either of hypothermia, like that whole thing happens, um, or just in old age. But if you did the psychological thing where the story is threatened by the narrator and the high school thing becomes kind of scary, and then ultimately the narrator is killing themselves, it's such a crazy story. I'd be so, like, you know, if you did it right, I think there'd be like, amazing like it would blow my mind for anyway uh, that that's how i was kind of fingers crossed at about the last <laughs> last 20 minutes i was like oh my god is this going to be that film but then it didn't but no yeah. it, it never becomes that film and i guess i'm hesitating because i'm like i don't know if i actually want it to become that film okay. not yeah, at I, that point where i want it to become that film is at the dinner scene still I'm really convinced that she's never going to make it out of the house. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, the anxiety is very strong throughout this film. Yeah. Right. And then once she gets out of the house and into the car, I'm not as interested. Yeah. There's a yeah. little bit of a, um, I mean, that's another Kaufman thing. The structure is bold in a way that makes me a little disconnected, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. So the second act I find to be a little bit long. And like I've already said, the the conclusion, our climax has a little bit of a double clutch for me. Um, yeah, yeah, this is this is kind of my, so the start is quite slow moving, but I'm okay with it because I like slow intro, in, introductions and, you know, it's it's that's good for me. But if you've got a slow start, 
then the house scene has to be kind of I don't know. That was kind of good, actually. Like, I, I, you know, I, I got the slow start and then the house scene, but it may be dragged on a little. But then the second car ride was very slow. And then Tulsi Town or whatever, I was like, what is this? And then, and then the, the angst of, like, you know, having to go to the high school to drop the cups off. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is an angry thing. Like, I, I don't know. Um, it got, yeah, the anxiety really stepped up at that point, for it, but it was, it was a long time coming to get there. Right. We're, we're kind of, you know, in the spirit of double clutching, doing two horror tropes stacked on top of each other, yeah. right? Like there's the crazy family, big house movie, and then there's the like, you know, crazy boyfriend yeah. out in the middle of the woods or returning to his past movie that happened kind of twice in a row and in, in neither of them we get well they don't uh, either do anything like they're not neither of them are that but the red herring doesn't it doesn't pay off either so it's not like yeah. it's like it, it's like a red herring going hey you know look look scary family oh it's nothing but it doesn't pay off like oh reveal relief it's not that it's going to be something else um it doesn't do that it kind of just just kind of walks away from it and you're like uh yeah like yeah yeah especially with the stuff in the house in particular because i mean tony collette is so unhinged and yeah. coming from hereditary I, just, yeah. I hope i'm never at a dinner table with that woman yeah. but with that kind of loaded into your consciousness yeah and again there's just not a a payoff there's not a catharsis it's, to that it's a payoff or a redirection so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do either it doesn't say like anxious 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 boom but it doesn't do that but then it neither does go like anxious 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 oh it's all okay look over here like it doesn't even really do that it kind of just Right, or it doesn't take the third way of anxious, anxious, anxious. Oh, actually, you were anxious for the wrong reasons, but now that you know the truth, you should be even more stressed out about what's going on around you. Yeah, redirection. Like you, you put it onto something else, and then you realize that you were anxious about the wrong thing. They don't do that either, so it doesn't. Yeah, but I wonder if that speaks to this thing that you're saying about the, you know, the narrator killing themselves or the story chasing itself you know the way that i saw that expressed was sort of like age chasing youth and the characters talk a lot about that directly right yeah. but that's the plemons and the janitor looking back at each other and ultimately chasing each other around in a loop are very much that thing but in and it is the narrator doing that what we're talking about here but i saw it reflected as a you know, a universal, that okay. thing that we're all so afraid of, uh, you know, we're going to, and yeah. Kaufman is very much focused on this through all of his work, but the, the ravages of ages are, are horrifying. Yeah. I, I, I mean, and I, they're so coming for you. What's the, you know, the Abe Simpson was, I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. And now what I'm with, isn't it? And what is it seems strange and unusual to me, and it'll happen to you. 
No way, old man. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so really, this movie is that scene expressed through the mind of Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, 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 it is. It, it, it is. I did, I mean, it's certainly the age thing and the un, like, unreliable narrator thing where the, the old age has kind of changed the story. So you're not quite remembering. Right. Like, you're like, oh, wait, were they there? And then you're like, oh, I think it was this. And then, and then it, but to me, yeah, on top of that, the, the girlfriends were dream girlfriends. So they were the, the Lisa, Amy, all of them. Right. They were, they were like unrequited loves or missed opportunities rather than actual girlfriends that they're remembering back to. Right. You, I, you get the sense that he's uh, like a lonely kind yeah. of, yeah, a, a life of missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so yeah, it's a funny one because I, I like that. I like the, I like investigating that story. I like that the film was made. Um, I just think actually sitting and watching it, I got lost a couple times or got, um, Bored, you know, like yeah, fucking bored a few times. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's two hours and you know just over two hours when the credits roll. But like the actual full runtime is like two fifteen, and yeah. for a couple of different reasons. If this thing was, I would give it plus ninety minutes. You know, it could be a solid hundred and ten minutes or so, and yeah. probably still have me in there. But it it does repeat itself a little bit. It could be a little tidier. Um. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like draggingly long, but, no. and I don't know, maybe the, the tonal issues, I, I guess I'm thinking of the Irishman, right? Where yeah, I was just about to bring up the Irishman. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, it didn't have Irishman problems, you know, like it wasn't. No, but it didn't have Irishman solutions either. Like yeah. at the end of the fucking four hour experience of the Irishman, you are alone in a room with an aged Robert De Niro, and that's it. And yeah. you took four hours to get there, or three and a half, whatever it is. And yeah. so that sort of like grind of just doing this again, huh, has an impact on you as an audience member the way that it's impacting this character. And here at just over two hours, we're relying on characters in voiceover to talk to us about how much they hate the repetition and drudgery of just being a living creature. Mm. Which, so I'll pivot here to bring up some, I don't know, some technical stuff. And then I want to talk a little bit about Kaufman career, you know, retrospectively. So sticking with, I'm thinking of ending things for a little bit. I had some questions around, like, what did you think of the uh, the voiceover? Like, just generally, because there were points where it was working really, really well for me, especially like the lucidity of what are you thinking about? Yeah. And the conversational tone of that in the car. And then there are some points, like I just mentioned, where it's like, well, yeah, no, you made your point. We, yeah, you can pull that back a little. Uh, definitely, definitely. Like I liked, I liked the fact that you got, you got the idea that uh, Jesse 
um, Jessie's character could hear her thoughts. And right. I was like, oh, so the narration, like her, her, you know, voiceover is being heard, but he's not acknowledging it. And I was like, that's so funny. Like, that's a cool, that's a cool moment to have like the, the facial tics of recognizing what she's thinking and then kind of responding quietly, trying to get, I was like, that's cool. Uh, but then they kind of dropped that concept and then the voiceovers become a little bit more exposed there. You know, like it, it, um, yeah. it didn't, it didn't keep that going, but it didn't kind of round that off either. So I, like my love for that died with it, <laughs> you know, as it went, as it went through the film, what I was expecting that to be didn't happen. And I was like, oh, it's not like, so yeah, are, there, I don't, I don't need us to like come right back to that, but maybe a little more fun and games with yeah. that could have been. No, yeah, not, not, not exactly that, right. but another concept of that or another, uh, or a call. Yeah, a call to that different way. characters, you know? Yeah. yeah, just something to acknowledge that it happened because it, it, it didn't, it didn't well, do I think it. the movie goes on to acknowledge, you know what I mean? Like the whole, yeah. this thing is acknowledging that well, break. Well, because he is her. They're both the same person. Like if everyone's the same person for me. Right. Um, so it acknowledges it, but it's just visually or narr narratively, you know, do, do something like that again to kind of add some fun, like... Uh, some flavor or some spice you know that because i enjoy the spice bits like the dog the dog is amazing to me yeah truly they go oh dog and then the dog's not in the frame and you're like show me the dog and then the dog's just shaking and then they cut away and where the dog would be sitting there's no dog and she's talking you know like she looks over her shoulder and there's no dog there and then <laughs> it's like because the memory it. doesn't it doesn't need it so but I love that. Like that's that's cool. Like that's fun filmmaking to me. And then the the parents coming down the stairs, but um, they're not coming down the stairs until they're required to come down the stairs. So he's like, "Oh, here they come." Right. <laughs> well, I'll <laughs> no. just start a fire instead. Yeah, I'll just start a fire. And then yeah, oh, here they are. Um, so there are there are fun things like that. But uh, yeah, like. Yeah. Also, watching all of them in a row, maybe I just like. <laughs> maybe I'm just because I didn't like Anomalisa, and then yeah. this one hit some notes that I'd be like, "Well, oh, Anomalisa." <laughs> well, yeah, they all. I mean, it really hits a lot of the same notes. Let's. Um, okay, I want to ask one more question, then we'll dive into Kaufman deep. What do you What do you make of the four three? How do you like the Academy on this thing? What do you mean? What what the uh did I have a bad copy? Wasn't this thing shot in four three? Oh shit. Uh oh, oh I didn't even notice. That's yeah. my brain. <laughs> yeah, so it's four three, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh the whole film? Oh, I believe so, or at least the transition <laughs> very early if it's not the whole thing. Uh, okay. And then there's the thing where they the <laughs> they're watching the Robert Zemeckis movie through the TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So between, uh, which by the way, I guffawed at, I, I laughed so damn hard at the title credit there. Um, the, but I, I kind of take that all to re, to mean like, 
I don't know, be a commentary on the nature of storytelling. And again, his just sort of psyche being unleashed on this thing and his yeah. age coming after his childhood. Like, I don't know about you, but most of my memories, my early memories of movies are all four or three, you know, they're, it's pan and scan and, and pillar boxed and shit like that. So it might be why I didn't even notice. Cause I was like, this is a normal movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like yeah okay shit wow that's not very observant of me watched the, whole bloody, watched the whole bloody thing and didn't even think about the aspect ratio like like he's you know he's good and i think this um let i want to celebrate him because i will start savaging him here in a moment as as a director this movie is much better than synecdoche and anomalisa i think the direction is really really strong and it speaks to his strength as a director here and as a storyteller that there are aspects to all of his films that you know have to be coming that you just don't see them in front of your face when he's kind of screaming them at you, you know, because yeah. of the, the clever way that they're generally packaged or the interesting way that they're visually delivered or, you know, some combination of those factors. And this movie really comes to the peak of a lot of that stuff. So I see like just the, the sheer snow volume reminds me so much of Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, you know, whatever. Obviously this dude is a, a New York fella. That's not up for dispute, but there's, there's something about that that's really deep in his soul and not New York City specifically, but like upstate New York and New York winter and how intense that part of the world can be in the winter you know yeah, for sure oh my god yeah like all that lake effect snow where it gets right like, like <laughs> you know an extra meter on every other place nearby <laughs> right. yeah. so i i said i would rip them and i will because i agree with you a lot where so much of the thematic things that he is interested in are traits or characteristics or ideas that I find sort of like sophomoric or at least tiring you know like I don't the, <laughs> I would definitely have dinner with actual Tony Collette before I would have dinner with actual Charlie Kaufman because he just seems like he's probably pretty exhausting and um uh what's the word I'm like just sad motherfucker you know I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it, maybe he's execute, uh, like, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, exercising demons. Like, maybe he's a super bubbly, lovely guy who has a few things that he just wants to get out. Like, I don't know who he is or what, but the, the like, the horrible characters and the, the like, depressing stuff. It, it weighs down at, at some point, right? Like, well, it definitely me. weighs down. And, but, and maybe you're right. The, this is a way for him to take that weight off of his shoulders. And when he's in public or around the people that he loves, he doesn't behave these ways because he's expressing these things through his art. And he, one of the sentiments that he arrives at the end of here, and that he arrives at a, uh, again in Eternal Sunshine is sort of like I wonder if it's in Synecdoche also I'd have to give it another think through but the point is like 
yep, it's disgusting, it's ugly, it's painful, and you're gonna do it anyway. And not only are you gonna do it anyway, you're gonna wanna do it. And you're going to find a perverse joy in these moments. And not just a perverse joy, a sheer, unadulterated, genuine joy at parts of this experience as well. Even if you got maggots on your stomach. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly it. Like that, that comes through, like the, the human, human nature and just like reveling in it sometimes, but the, there's not enough reveling. <laughs> not in his movies for sure. And the other thing that drives me really nuts is the sort of like the, the solipsism. We talked about it a lot last episode. But he's one of those dudes that, or at least the the artist that I believe him to be, you know, is one of those people you just want to grab him and shake him by the grab him by the shoulders and shake him and just be like, look at a sunset, just watch the birds fly sometimes, man. You know, yeah. get outside of your head a little bit. I know it's really bad, and I like, I'm speaking to myself. I'm so guilty of just spiraling and spinning, and I. At I think the end of the day, the rest of the world's out there, you know, doesn't really matter what's going on in here because we're still going to do uh, the sun going up and the sun going down and all of the world will keep on spinning whether or not I think I'm a part of it. And yeah, the solipsism does come in a lot. Um, I mean, I've always, I've always enjoyed that concept, but it does, you know, too many times and too like whacking you on the nose a few too many times with it you're kind of like yeah okay we did that we did that class at high school and university and stuff like yeah it's cool it's a cool idea there's other ideas like sometimes um right well and you know it's a pretty central idea when you are trying to understand understanding i get it and he's a dude who's possessed by the nature of nature and yeah, and, and that's it. He's asking, what is storytelling? And, you know, like the id and the ego, huge parts. So, you know, so that, that whole, like, who am I? And do I exist? And does anyone else exist? Are vital parts for, like, human storytelling. So, I mean, it, it does make sense to talk that way. But it's just, yeah, like, uh, but there are other sides to that coin, which is, like, well, where I always end up, and not to go back to freshman psych, is like the end then of it. The like, yeah, so what? Yeah. Right, yeah, we can spin on this stuff. And it is, it's really fun to chew on, man. I love to yeah. smoke the giantest blunt I can roll and go look at the stars and just wonder about any of this and all of the above. And I'm glad that he made these movies, man, because they give me an opportunity to at least look at them. And I think this one is artful in a way that some of his previous ones haven't been. It reminds me of his work with Gondry or Clooney in sort of lucidity of the storytelling. It reminds me of adaptation in that it's really strong storytelling. And I think that's another point that needs to be drawn out about his career. I think his best work is when it's not him, speaking of solipsism. He's, he's strongest when he's partnered with another strong creator. And this is adapted from a novel 
which I haven't read, but uh, is apparently oh, very, is very good. No, I, was, I, I should look into it. So I haven't looked into it at all. Um, I will, I will, I'll read up after this. But um, yeah, I, it, it felt like a book. <laughs> like it felt, it felt like a cool book. I was like, oh, this could be cool. <laughs> like I, the type of book where every moment that happens with the parents' house is a very brief, like chat like separated by stars within a chapter aside you know what i'm talking about yeah right anyways it 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 felt like you could you could do this story very like a lot of justice with a book but yeah no i'm i also sorry as a film he got the story across to me if that is the story i don't i mean i'll have to look in but he got a story across to me mm -hmm. very well with this film. So it, it did make sense and it did. Yeah. I think it just needed some, some rhythm, maybe something to keep me bouncing along with it better. So some, yeah, some I mean, or some, some like punches or, you know, like a, every well, now it, and needs, then, it needs every a director. It needs another edit. You know, we've, yeah. some of the stuff that we've pointed at are their tone issues. They're a little bit genre issues, but I'm a little more forgiving of that and willing to believe that he's doing the genre stuff very purposefully. But the pacing, um, that yeah, stuff, you know, that, like just a couple one-two punches just to kind of be like, oh, pow, you know, like mm -hmm. get get my adrenaline running every now and then mm -hmm. with something like it could be a psychedelic thing or like. I know at the start I was saying like th psychological thriller, but that's just one way of doing it. Like in my head, there were a few ways to make this film, but I, I think it kind of ended up in the middle of a few of them for me. Like it was, it was the middle road of three films, maybe like a truly like existential psychological, like, you know, um, psychedelic kind of investigation of story could be one film a, a thriller but the you know like from the point of view of the story is like an amazing thing to me there's uh yeah like you said the the scary house the family not being right like that's something like it was cool but yeah there's there's a lot of things it could be and the thing that it is doesn't ever feel like any one thing yeah, yeah, that, I think that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's Charlie Kaufman, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I mean, I've enjoyed this ride. Like, and the, the, the first ones, uh, I mean, I was just grinning ear to ear so many times with those, like, those films. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I got to say that there's two soft spots for me, and it's Synecdoche and Anomalisa. And Synecdoche, I don't really enjoy very much, but I sort of appreciate. And mm. Anomalisa, I'm just not interested in at all. I think we're on the same page in that one. I, so I watched Synecdoche, and I, I remember, I, could, I couldn't even say the name, but um, I remember coming in being like, so I think I like this, but I also don't. And then it, it felt important, and it did some stuff. Like, so Synecdoche, I'm like, okay, there's stuff in here that's, that's powerful, but I don't know how to get at it at all. But um, Anomalisa didn't do that for me. Like it, it, 
No, and the, I think the stuff that is powerful in Synecdoche is, to me, more powerfully expressed here in terms of battling aging and coming to terms with your identity and how we impact each other's stories and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. I, I like this movie better than Synecdoche. I, being John Malkovich is so good. I want to shout out Human Nature one more time just because I think that movie's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And I've thought about it a few times since. Like, I didn't, had never heard of it, watched it, and I'm like, yeah, that movie is crazy. <laughs> oh, once a week it pops into my head for some reason. Yeah.